Holy change in direction, Batman. Holy digital toilet paper, Batman. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. My name's Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. And we're back, kicking it with you with another episode. Uh, thank you guys for, as always, tuning in and, and being a part of our Digital Toilet Paper family. Uh, the happy part, not the stinky part. We appreciate you guys. Oh, Greg, your Zoom is... Just kidding. There we go. Now I appreciate you guys even more that my voice is not coming through twice and echoing around all over the place. Um, what's up, guys? How's everybody's weekend been? Good. Good, good, good. Yeah, it was a fun, fun weekend. Weather's still relatively nice here in, in beautiful central Iowa, so I can't complain too much. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of rain in the southeast the last couple of days, but today's beautiful, so... You know, Good. It only rains Excellent. for a day in Florida, and, and then we're all done. Um, yeah. Lots of stuff happening this this week or this this past week. Um, rest in peace, primarily to Prince Charles, the uh, longest reigning prince consort, cons consort, yeah. consort. <laughs> you know, you can't marry into becoming king, so he, he gets to be. Does, a prince does he get life. kind of those those monikers of you? You won a bunch of championships, but you never won. You were never not put in the Hall of Fame. Like you were prince for a long time, but we never bumped you up as king. Like yeah, we yeah. just didn't really trust you. Like <laughs> is he in that club? Like I don't know who else. You know, you think of basketball players and those guys. Like yeah, you won some championships, but just not Hall of Fame worthy. Is yeah. that where we kind of look at him? Is that when we take a step back? Is that how we look at his his reign? I mean, I mean, was he all, really? It also other than to... like silly mishaps and kind of buffoonery, isn't that? The way us Americans look at him. Yeah, but I mean, like when he when he first became Prince Consort, like the Queen of England had a lot more power. I mean, there was an empire mm -hmm. when when Queen like he was the Prince Consort of an entire empire, right? Now, I mean, not to take anything away from British royalty, but they're kind of you know they're nostalgic figurehead. They're of, figureheads, yeah. Of yes. of a monarchy. Yeah, right? he's more like the Lonzo Ball of <laughs> yes. the uh, yes. British monarchy. Yeah. Where no one's gonna remember what he did, but at least his kids are gonna be worth something. Well, not his, <laughs> his grandkids, anyway. You know, Prince Andrew. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, both of his sons are are plagued with scandal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, one's gonna become king, right? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it looks that way. Queen, That's, queen, but the queen might outlive Prince Charles, and it'll drop right into. William. Yeah, no, I think... I heard that, like, since Prince Charles got divorced, he isn't immediately uh, the second... They, they consider... Well, that's what happened when, when Queen Elizabeth took... When she was going to become Queen Regent, and then his scandal kind of broke out. She, she stepped back into the, the head of the monarchy. Um, he's still technically next in line, but she should have retired... Mm -hmm. like 20 she, years ago but he was i mean he again kind of us americans look at him of his silly stuff and not really not really cutting the mustard and then you know he had some bad mishaps with the press and on an international level and i was like all right we're just gonna you know take yeah. you back a little bit and you just have fun doing princely stuff here and just let the queen kind of run the show yeah, like and, and don't put camilla on the microphone yes, yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So, I mean, this is a very stirring tribute to a dead man, but <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, well, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Prince Philip. Um, we, you know, we don't know you. We, we, we will never know anything about you aside from what the press lets us know. But um, your grandkids you are will cool, be missed. But yeah. you will be missed. <laughs> yeah. uh, more relevant to us, rest in peace, DMX. <laughs> hey, to, to, yes, to, to show like how, how we love things here in America. Like Prince, who, who gives S-H-I-T. I yeah. guess I can spell it out, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, DMX, a true American Prince, right? What? <laughs> yeah yeah we love dmx dmx was blasting uh in every locker room that i was uh in my entire high school youth oh so, even before yeah. high school i mean even yeah. middle school right like yeah he had he had a very integral role in my uh in my growing up in my sports years for sure i mean what's not to love right like Guns, drugs, barks like a dog, motorcycles, yes, all that. Yeah, the Rough Riders, loving yeah. the Rough Riders. Um, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't, well, I didn't. No, not Ja Rule. Yeah, yeah, but like Ja Rule's career died. Um, oh, yeah, because he wanted to be DMX and couldn't. Ja Rule, well, Ja Rule couldn't decide if he wanted to be DMX or, or Tupac, and he's kind of stuck in the middle. Yeah. And now Does he's no. <laughs> <laughs> now he's on Firefest Island permanently. Yeah. yeah, he could stay there. That's not fraud. That's false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, rest in peace, DMX. Um, DMX. Come on. He, he OD'd on that shit. Yeah, on the lifestyle. Is that what happened? I didn't look. Yeah, I, didn't, I think it was an OD. I didn't want to know what happened to that sweet prince. OD into a heart attack, into a coma. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Supposedly. Oh, no. Died doing what he loved. Drugs. Yeah. So, true. you know. Figured out oh. he's so lucky. But yeah, okay. Moving on. So. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure a lot of celebrities were that lucky. Again? Yeah. <laughs> Died doing what they loved. Copious amounts of cocaine and other recreational drugs. Yeah, cocaine and weed. The upper downer combo. Yeah. yeah. The upper downer super combo. Um, we were, yeah, we were talking a little while ago, uh, you know, to change, to completely switch gears on here. Um, we're not going to go into other spam. Uh, Major League Baseball started. Woo. Um, let me go into that really quick. How much I hate the, the man on base rule for extra innings in baseball right now. Uh, I hate that a lot. Yeah, it feels like one of those rules that you and your friends would come up with to just speed up a game. Like, listen, lights came on, guys. We got to head home quickly. Uh, Just throw somebody on second base. Like, my mom's going to get so pissed if we don't finish this game. You guys already have one out. You only get two outs this inning, and that guy's on second base. And and you can't be thrown out. (laughs) So steal as much as you want. Well, I don't get this. Uh, Major League Baseball, for as long as I can remember, has had this huge hang-up on uh, speeding up having the game. these games. Yeah, speeding up the yeah. games. Like, did anybody really complain about that except for ESPN? Like, nope. is that okay? No, nobody I know. I know. And obviously, baseball's big in my family. You know, but they've always had this hang-up on like trying to change the amount of timeouts, putting a, a shot clock or a pitch clock yeah. on time between pitches and all this stuff. It comes up every year, and it's just like, just let the game be. Like, I don't know. Well, no, they did show that um, over the last 25-some-odd years, the games have gotten longer. We went from, like, 
two and a half hour games to four hour games. Yeah, but nobody watches baseball because it's riveting sports entertainment. Yeah, but at the same time, the sport was getting lame. And you know who hates lame? Advertisers. Yeah, well, screw them. Baseball doesn't have a salary cap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I get, I get it, but it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't like that they're trying yeah. to speed it up. Maybe because I'm a purist, but there, there's, there's, you know what? There's better ways to speed up the game of baseball than to do like arbitrary rules arbitrary, that you and your friends yeah. come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Arbitrary like sandlot rules of baseball. Um, yeah. So anyway, the Yankees got screwed out of their their opening game with that rule. Well, maybe they didn't get screwed. They got the same advantage mm-hmm. in the close of the inning, but. It's kind of crappy. Anyway, that's enough about baseball. Um, we were talking a little while ago about like the Batmobile, uh, and how the Batmobile has you know some changed over the years with the times and the era. Some Batmobiles are awesome. Some Batmobiles are awful. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about like what other superheroes have a a mobile? <laughs> Superhero yes, mobile. they're ve- that what vehicles. I mean, there's a bunch of cool ones. One of the one of the weirder ones is the spider. Is it just the Spider Mobile? The one from the Japanese Spider Man. Well, it's in the it's in the old comic books, but it's it's completely <laughs> useless because Spider Man can swing from buildings, right? Like, doesn't, doesn't I the guess car if he's, swing from buildings too. Does it? I know it climbs up buildings. Oh, that maybe that right. You're talking yeah, about the ATV it, looking one, right? With the yeah, it climbs tires. up buildings. I guess if he wants to visit Iowa, then he he fit right in. Like he, well, but know. Spider-Man is only effective in a city like New York or Boston, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, could you imagine Spider-Man in Miami trying to swing on light poles that are thirty feet apart? Like yeah, ah, spec. Ah, He's spec. just got like scrapes on his ass from just <laughs> like just too short. Yeah, yeah, but it's not as big. Like, okay, so you're stuck downtown. <laughs> well, you can. There's there's downtown. There's Brickle, and Brickle goes all the way down to UM, and then uh, yeah, and then back up South Beach A1A. So yeah, but I'm I'm pretty convinced. Like, Spider Man can swing from New York to New Jersey on the amount of buildings that connect them and then yeah. up to the bridge. Right? You know, Spider-Man those, can't those swing from Miami are, to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> some of those palm, ta- palm trees are tall. Like that's, yeah. So the, the, the are there some that you guys like? I mean, I'm thinking well, cars, but well, like back to some of the motorcycles. Go Google, oh, go ahead. Google the Japanese Spider-Man, Spider-Machine GP7 if you want to get a taste of a, of a really cool superhero vehicle. In the Supayada Man, 1978. Oh, that's... Yes. That's all... Well, but it looks cool. It looks great. It looks kind of a souped-up Mach 5. Yeah. With, with, I with, like it. With I, mandibles. I <laughs> yes. I like that. That whole... Did they do a little... Do- did they do a documentary about the Japanese Spider-Man? Like, it was... Completely on ridiculous. Netflix, did you guys see it? Well, yeah, because it's completely different—the live action and everything—and it was its own, its own thing, and was rather successful. In Japan. I'm pretty sure there's a robot I too. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, but did a lot of fights and all that. I, yeah, very Power Rangers esque. I mean, I know one's a team and one isn't, but yeah, like, I just found that the gift that showed that Spider-Man had firearm rockets. I like that. Hey, what was the name of that superhero? That 
spinoff from the Power Rangers. Masked Rider? Like Masked Rider? Yeah. Yeah, he had a cricket. I'm pretty sure it was a mantis, not a cricket. Anyway, so going into some of my favorite superhero vehicles that are not the Batmobile. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, iconic, right? Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet. Yeah, is that the, I mean, that has to be the dumbest one, right? Well, like, she, why? Because she can fly, you mean? Yes, yes, because she can fly and 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 they talk about in the movie. Radar is a thing, like that's, <laughs> yeah, she can already fly. I didn't get that. And that was a... My my wife and I had about a fifteen minute conversation about why the hell she needs an invisible jet, and it was like I don't get because she's still getting introduced to comic book culture and everything. She's like, I just don't get it. I was like, you don't like that's just the way comic books were written back in the day. Like, yeah, she needs an invisible well, jet. Well, they reconciled that for a little while by saying that uh, Silver Age Wonder Woman was actually Hippolyta, not Diana, and she couldn't fly, which is why she needed the jet. And Golden Age Wonder Woman can fly, so she doesn't need the jet. You know. Yeah, and then they brought that moronic idea back in that movie. When, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I it's, mean, it's one of the few things I appreciate from Wonder Woman 1984. That there's a natural progression to her superpowers. Like, for instance, in the, in the first Wonder Woman, she didn't fly. Right. And so the idea that she flew... She like unwished. Oh, I relinquish my wish. Like she gained her self worth and power of flight. Yeah, they had to ret- ret- retcon that. Yeah, she flew no. BVS, didn't she? I think so. I mean, we're, we're following her. Right, right, right. I know, but I mean, like chronologically in release order, it's like, oh, we have to figure out how we gave her the power to fly when she didn't fly in her movie. Also, on on that note, if there's any question about who is the leader of the Justice League, the fact that Batman makes everybody fly in the jet when they're traveling <laughs> anywhere is probably the biggest badass move that you can make. You like, hey, the, Superman, the Green Lantern, get, sit your ass down. I'm going to talk, and you're all going to listen while we're flying. You know, yeah. they could be there in half a second, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, uh, sit your ass down in this jet and listen to me. Well, the like, Flash, I, too, right? Like, I'll be right back. No, you won't. <laughs> no. You sit your ass. You're in the back, Barry. <laughs> You're in the way back. Actually, there's a child seat for yeah. you back there. Buckle up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, unrelated, unrelated to the superhero vehicles, but I have to say this. There, speaking of buttercup, there is a live-action Powerpuff Girls movie happening Whoa. right now. And uh, what's her face? Chloe Bennett. Sky from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is playing Buttercup. Nice. Holy crap. That's either the best or worst idea that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I I kind of like it. I'm I'm interested. Are they going to have I, hands and <laughs> fingers? I think it ooh. Just I don't did they say is it going to be like live action computer generated? Is no, it's, that it's live doing? action live action. All right, I retract my previous statement. <laughs> Like, it's like, I don't know if it's going to be like a serious live action. Um, it can't be. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Chloe Bennett plays Blossom, not Buttercup. Oh, that's, I mean, still same. Yeah, I mean, she's a Powerpuff girl. It's all, it's all weird, though. Like, it's all really, 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 really weird. Um, so, speaking of really weird animation mixed with live action what do you guys think of the turtle van 
What? Jeff? Who counts? At Armed and Hilarious. Oh, the turtles. Oh, Turtle Van. Yeah, Turtle Van yeah. counts. Yeah. Do we well, like it? I did, mean, did you guys have the 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 kids Turtle Van? Yeah. Yes. Well, I didn't. I uh, we weren't as uh, as affluent as as my best friends, but they had it. They had the uh, the pizza one too. They nice. like shot the little pizzas out and they shoot them at each other. Yeah, we, I love that. The turtle van, the turtle van, and the ATAT walker were a staple in transport transporting all of our uh, superhero. Toys. So, did you guys uh, ever watch the du- the Double Dragon cartoon show? Mm-mm. So there was a Double Dragon cartoon show. For right, for might, we are Double Dragons. Anyway, um, they had a cool convertible. I had that too. I mean, their video game, D&D. I mean, they're video game guys, so I don't know if yeah. that counts, but does that count? That counts. Okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. They had like, like it looked like a like a Corvette or something. Now, the I guess we, we talked about the Mach 5, and that was a manga. And I yeah. think that kind of has counts. to sneak in there. Now, the Fantastic Car... Ooh. is a car but it flies it breaks off into four it does a bunch of crazy things does that count so we said vehicles but are we are we just going cars no i think the fantastic car counts because it's not really a car it's a spaceship <laughs> okay okay uh wait moving, so it does yeah it, it does count yeah i think okay. i think because we we started with the invisible jet so all right all the right invisible jets in the and if the fantastic cars and then so is the blackbird the x-men's custom yes. sr 70 it's an S, it's an SR seventy one for aviation nerds, but I think in the animated series or maybe in the one of the movies, the the Brian Singer movies, they called it an SR seventy seven Blackbird yeah. because you know it has more than just a cockpit; it's like big enough to hold people walking around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the entire fuselage is hollow enough that you can fit a team. In. Yeah, so uh, that's probably the coolest plane in comic books. You know, screw the invisible jet; I want that Blackbird. Yeah, I mean, so I guess this is kind of a hybrid. When it, why have a plane when you can have a motorcycle that can travel through space, a la Lobo, and then Ghost Rider in the new Cosmic Ghost Rider? Do you guys read that? Yeah, where has Baby Thanos and everything, mm-hmm. and he's a Herald was a Herald of Galactus, and then gets brought back and has to travel through time a little bit. That was awesome. I like both of those, the Lobo and the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah, but you can only hold one other person on either of those vehicles, right? Like you Lobo I mean? has yeah. whoever he's bounty hunting at the time on the, what's his, it's called like the Super Frag Spazzer something, right? Something. Like Yeah, but that's all you need. You're a loner. That's the beauty of the motorcycle. You know, you either got a hot chick or a baby. Well, it know, only baby works if Thanos, you breathe in you, space. And is that a problem for you guys? I well, don't see what the hang-up is there. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even actually Ghost Rider, the new something, Ryan Ray, what, Reyes, the new Ghost Rider, has a car. Did you guys see that? Yeah, he has a charger. Yeah, and that's pretty rad, too. I like that. That's Demon Charger? Is that what it is? I Oh, the Hell yeah. Charger. Hell Charger. Hell Charger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that, um, that just makes me think, Sean Murphy, if you guys don't, yeah, Sean Murphy, he's done Batman stuff. He draws cars better than anybody in all of comic books. I can't, I can't Rob Liefeld would, would roll over because his cars don't have enough pouches. Yeah, he, oh, <laughs> gosh. And he is. Uh, Superman's motorcycle in Godfall is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Did you read Godfall? 
So Godfall is basically, uh, it's a version of Superman where he's, I don't know if he's living on Kandor, but he doesn't have his powers and he's, he's Kal-El and he's part of like the, right. And stuck him down in Kandor. And so he's just part of like the Kandor secret police or something like that. Um, Interesting. But he's got a badass motorcycle. Hold on. Who wrote that? Hold on. Let me get it. I know Michael Turner did some art for it. Hold on. Stand by. Okay. Nice. That's a great idea. I always, I love coming up with ways of of killing Superman. It's what I do in my downtime. And that's, that's a really creative way of, of snuffing out the old, uh, the old man of steel. That's, I never even thought about that. I'll have to add that to my list. All right. So Michael Turner did the art. Joe Kelly, uh, did pencils and, uh, talent Caldwell, Jason Gorder, Peter Strigwald, um, did the, uh, did the story, but there's the bike. Nice. That's cool. Well, I like Turner, that. Michael Turner always does a good job. So, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I like that. And since we are allowing uh, manga in here, of course, Kaneda's bike, uh, Tetsuo's bike. Oh, Tetsuo's both of their bikes. Yeah. Kaneda's and Tetsuo's bike. Oh, there it is. There's the bike. No, 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 Tetsuo. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You get, you have to have the Akira bike. That's a good call. I, I didn't even think about that. That's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and not to to have too hard the owl ship from uh, Watchmen. So the owl ship for me falls in line with like other kind of ridiculous looking ships, like Black Manta's like Mantis head submarine yeah. and yeah. Blue Beetles like the bug. Like those are all kind of weird for me. Wait, so you're gonna tell me we're not gonna allow the seahorse, the Aquaman rides on? <laughs> Sometimes, that- it's, yeah. I, I mean. No. Well then, we gotta we gotta allow Supergirl's horse too. Like, yeah, all right, all right. What's her horse's name? I got Supergirl's I don't know. horse. Somebody tell us what Supergirl's horse's name is. Like Wonder Horse or something like that. I don't remember what it, what it's called. Yeah. I, um. <laughs> so. Oh, and then are we are we choosing uh, our favorite? Oh, yeah. I, well, I mean, they're all my favorite. Well, there's one, one more um, Black Beauty, Green Hornet, right? Oh, my God. That one has to be put in. That one was or that was very, very important in my youth. We used to watch Batman 66 and yeah. then Green Hornet back to back. And I was a Green Hornet fan. That was I liked Green Hornet more well, than Batman Well, because Bruce 66. Lee, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And I didn't. I mean, there were clearly there were reruns, but I didn't understand the campiness of Batman. I just thought it was stupid where <laughs> where Bruce Lee's actually kicking guys asses and that car was so badass like uh, i i love if that. we inc- if we include black beauty then we can we include uh lola lola phil colson's little red corvette in the marvel mcu i don't know oh i didn't watch i didn't watch those but well, I mean, I, if you want the, to she's in one of those movies too right yeah but i don't i don't know the car i don't okay okay uh, what else we got? Um, Moon Knight has a weird helicopter spaceship thing, like the Moonmobile yeah. or whatever he calls it. The, it's like a crescent moon shaped thing. Uh, moon Knight. I'm okay on that. I mean, he's kind of everywhere right now. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said they greenlit his movie, so. You know, he's not going to be nearly as terrible as he was in, in X-Men, so. <laughs> Moon, wait, Moon Knight was an X-Men? Oscar Isaac was Apocalypse. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he did a terrible job. It was, uh, that yeah. was just, that movie was garbage. 
But yeah, I'm excited for the Moon Knight movie because he's 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 all Batman, the fun of Batman with but, Deadpool. Yeah, but Batman, he's Batman, Batman but kind of braggadocious, right? Yeah, 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 he's kind of flaunts. That's why he wears all white instead of. But he's a rich dude. Has you know multiple personalities, all that craziness. Mm-hmm. You know, le- legitimately crazy and admittedly so. Not like Batman who pretends he's not crazy. Yeah, I'm just one step away from being them. No. So let's. Should we put a? Do we have a favorite Batmobile before we before we go forward? Oh, the Michael Keaton Batmobile. Real eighty nine. So you like the eighty nine yeah. Batman? What about you, Armed and Hilarious? Do you have a favorite Batmobile? Okay, the tumbler. Tumbler. Nice. All right. I'm I'm a '66 guy, despite the fact that I was just trashing that show. I think that's <laughs> I thought that was so cool with the little bubble. Thunderbird. Yeah, yeah. I I really like that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a Thunderbird. What what what? It was a. It was a custom. I forgot who did it. He did a. He did the. It was a Lincoln Monster Mobile. Yeah. A bunch it was. Of, um, it was like a custom '55 Lincoln. Um, I don't remember what the what the model was, but it was. I know it was a Lincoln. Yeah, um, I don't know, and it's gonna drive me nuts. George Barris, George Barris was the guy that made. Yeah, it. yes, it was a Lincoln Futura. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, honorable mention, I like the Batman the Animated Series, super long nose. Yes, that would have been that'd be my second choice. Deco I thought that was so cool. Yeah, and just that opening shot um, in the title in the title where it's got it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it's, it's a deco version of the of of the Tim Burton Batmobile. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, worst Batmobile, Val Kilmer. That's low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, there's some old ones that kind of look look like hot rods that I oh. wasn't a big fan of. Well, the one that has the face on the front. The Bat Tank, George Miller, you said? I like that. I thought it was cool. I like spoilers that it kind of made a cameo in uh, the Justice League movie. Yeah. Oh, what about the VW Bug Batmobile? Remember that? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There were some pretty crappy ones in those earlys, like the 50s. Though there, there were some cool ones. Like there was a cool like Hot Rod one. that I think um, Alex Ross owns the original one that they made up. Nice. Nice. Um... Did Clooney and Val Kilmer have the same Batmobile? No. I don't remember. The Val Kilmer one had three wings, and the the George Clooney one had a split wing. That's right, and the Clooney one had the blue underglow, right? Yeah, Yeah, in the back. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, All right, pressing on. Um, The the point of this podcast... Oh, honorable mention, The Incredimobile. Mr. Incredible's car is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. But they don't, it's not actually comic book. Fair enough, yeah. But it's, it's cool, though. That's why it's an honorable mention. Um, yep. um, favorite not Batmobile? Like, of the vehicles we were just talking about? Or, or does it have to be a car? Yes. Um, yeah. The SR-71 X-Men Blackbird. Is the vehicle of, of choice for me. I mean, I couldn't park it anywhere. My garage is not that big. 
Yeah, that's that's the real reason why you wouldn't have one. I mean, yeah. it's just it, it's gaudy and it's hard to park. That's the real that's you know, the real I, issue. My, my basketball court doesn't open up like the one. <laughs> it does, but just for a car, it doesn't. Yeah, it can. Yeah. It's just enough for yeah, two car, an SUV, and then you know, a compact. Yeah. You could technically like pull a Bruce Wayne and like I dedicate this public park and this XR one to the people of Gotham. Oh yeah, I see. And then you can write it off on your taxes too, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So make, you this way you make money having that billion dollar billion dollar donation over here. Yeah, yes, that's what you're doing. That's that's how you really become a superhero. It's all the tax write offs. Um, I would say I think nostalgia. I'd have to go the Black Beauty. I just thought that was so cool. Any car that kind of shoots missiles out of the headlights, I'm in for. And then Ghost Riders, Hell Cycle. Um, you the would one burn. From you would burn your huevos trying to ride that motorcycle. Yeah, that's part of the fun, right? Okay. Heated seats, you know, everything, yeah. <laughs> traveling through time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Armed and Hilarious? I will take Silver Surfers. Ooh. Oh, nice. We didn't even talk about that surfboard, the power cosmic all. Again, you have to breathe in space. We're back to needing to breathe in space to ride this thing. Yeah, but his... Uh, is it a suit? I think that's just Norrin Rad's body. No. Um, he, to save his planet from uh, Galactus, he offered himself as the Herald, and thus his suit was imprinted on him. Oh. Are you sure? Yep. We need more Silver Surfer in the MCU. Oh, I agree. I couldn't agree more. He had a good run. Um, was it Matt Fraction that wrote it? Yeah. I'm trying to think where he kind of fell in love with some Earth chick. Yeah. That was really good. And All Red, I think, did the art for it. That was really good. Yeah. I mean, Silver Surfer yeah. is not exactly difficult to draw. <laughs> no, I love it. One of my one of my favorite prints that I had. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, and, and the reflections. If you see Alex Ross has an awesome cover where it's him like holding a surfboard and like it's all reflected and he's reflecting the surfboard and it is it's killer. But I was gonna say I've got a print downstairs um, of by Killian Ang of Galactus as all this crazy detail and then it has Silver Surfer that's just like the size of a pin and it's I don't know it's <laughs> it's cool they they put him in there but you like almost need a jeweler's loop to see him in the print. Yeah, there's a really good Alex Ross um, print. Of Silver Surfer with Johnny Storm like reflected in his chest, I think something like that. No, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean maybe it's not Johnny Storm. Maybe it's just buildings on fire. But I always just assume yeah. it's Human Torch because yeah, you know, he's Silver I'm, Surfer, Fantastic Four. I'm so hit and miss with Alex Ross. I love his color. I love his covers, but I don't like when he does interiors. I just I well, like, they're hard to read. To you get kind of distracted by the art. Yeah, you know every yeah. page of painting. I mean. Yeah, I mean, Kingdom Come is a masterpiece, but other than that, it's hard to, hard to get into um, his He did a run... And Marvel's is good. I was yeah. Say, yeah, Marvel's is good, and he did a run on, on the original X-Men team that's really... I don't remember what it's called anymore. Oh, really? Um, I don't think I've read it. I'll find it for you, but... Okay. Um, I just remember there's like a print of, of Angel, like Warren Worthington as Angel, looking majestic in the red and white costume, the original angel costume. Mm -hmm. uh, blonde hair coming out of the top before the Archangel stuff, and it's it's really, really, really good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it was like, I don't remember what it's called, shoot, but it was 
It was great. Because that is a cover of Marvels. One of the Marvels is Angel holding like a mutant child. Yeah. And like everyone's kind of like yelling at him. But that's not what you're talking about. No. Okay. Um, and then there's an unpublished Alex Ross cover that they never used of like Logan, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, Archangel, Blueface, but with the feather wings, like that weird transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is back when Cyclops wore the hood. Oh, um, yeah, brooding. That's really, really, Cyclops. really kind of cool too. And I think that I think Iceman's in there. Like it's like the original team minus Beast plus Wolverine or something like that. But it, it's really cool. Okay. Nice. Um. Uh. But yeah. So. Guys, did we miss any cool superhero vehicles? Let us know. What are your favorites? Uh, email us at the digital TP podcast at gmail.com. We'll get those emails or we won't. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but go ahead and check it out. Uh, moving on. So really what we wanted to talk about today was um, we've had some time to really kind of chew on and digest and watch again the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. And no, we don't need to rehash that film again. But it got me thinking like how dramatically different a film it is from the theatrical release. Do we call that the Whedon cut or just the theatrical cut? Um, whatever it's called. Um, holy crap. So it got me thinking like how much a director's vision impacts the final film and whether or not a film ends up being any good or not. Um, I mean, the Zack Snyder cut is, is dramatically better than the Whedon cut, but is that because this is Zack Snyder's original vision or is that because we... Zach kind of got to watch the weed and cut and go, okay, and this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work. We can use kind of, you know, Monday morning quarterback to to make yeah, a better product. He, he got a mulligan, I bet a lot of directors would give their right arm to get, right? Like yeah. your biggest flop, you got to go back and do it again. And now I get that he didn't get to do everything. I was like, oh, now I'm getting money to do this the way I want to and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I. it is weird that how different they are despite he started and everything and and i don't we'll never know just like the eric stoltz version of back to the future like i would i pay all the money in the world to just see that original version and what would it have been like and or i even, know we're yeah, talking directors the, yeah that's an actor and and michael j fox has such a a huge impact on that film right it's hard yeah. to see that movie with anybody other than michael j fox and and that's that's rarefied air to make a movie like that, but it's it changes the tone. I think the the comedic beats are different too. Yeah, um, I mean it's not like changing Elizabeth Shue out for Claudia Wells, right? Like that'd be yeah. dramatically. Or yeah. or, or in yeah, this, it, it took me fifteen years to realize like why is this? <laughs> <laughs> There's like, oh, they they changed her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is that? But that's that's a testament to Zemeckis, right? Like, not only to shoot the shoot original Back to the Future, the, well, he had like a third of it done. Like, shoot all of that again, and then to recast Elizabeth Shue. Six weeks into production. Yeah, but then to recast Elizabeth Shue, and then to shoot the finale, the final sequence again, again, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's let's just shoot the let's just shoot it again. And Elizabeth Shue is great, but she's not the the great actor where that is unkept you know what i mean yeah like she she's great I, she's hard hard pressed even howard the duck right that's yeah. her even she's not bad in that it's just a, a terrible movie um hey hey but, leave george yeah. lucas alone 
Yeah, I still want to see that Eric Stoltz cut, but kind of bringing it back to the Justice League, I want in 10 years, 15 years to get everybody to do a round table and just have everybody talk or have a tell-all documentary the way everyone does the books now. I want him to do a documentary because I really want to hear what Joss Whedon has to say. Um, I'm sure he has a lot to say about it. And just within the past couple of days, Gal Gadot has come out and kind of is, is piling on and saying that Joss Whedon threatened my career and, and whatnot. I read the article. I, I read what she said. It didn't feel like what he said was that bad. It, it feels like one of those conversations that uh, an actor with a big ego and a director with a big ego pulling out. She didn't like some of her lines, something along, right? Yeah, Does but, that sound familiar? Yeah. She didn't like her lines. And Joss kind of told her to, to can it and said, you know, I don't need to listen to you or else, you know, I can end your career along those lines, which what else is he going to say? Like, and Gal Gadot really doesn't have to, you know, tell the director what to do. And going back, like directors, I don't think have as much power as they did before, especially coming in as a hired gun. The film, theatrical film was known as the director's medium for the longest time. Right. And I think that's changing right before our eyes. I think editors are having way more impact on how these films are cut. I think Natalie Portman talked about, I know it was a while ago, but doing Black Swan, she had no idea the tone of that movie. Right. Just Be- the way Darren Aronofsky did it. Like, because, But, you know, we directed her. It was a great performance. I think she won, if not an Academy Award, she Golden won a Globe. Golden Globe or something for it. She's great in it. But it just shows how much can be done in the cutting room. And directors can come and go on a lot of these tentpole movies, especially when you have a cast in place similar to television. And anybody yeah. that's worked in television knows that it is not a director. Director is about fifth or sixth down on the totem pole where it's going writers, actors, producers are probably at the top. And then director is down because they're flying in. A lot of times you'll have two directors kind of doing a home and away where they'll direct one week and then it'll be another director for the next week and so on and so forth. And then you have guest directors and whatnot. And I think film is going in that direction too. Well, so at least, at least for now, because um, I mean, film is, is about the machine now, right? Mm-hmm. Instant gratification, yeah. cinematic universes. There, there's not a movie just made to be a movie right now. So mm-hmm. it's always got to fit into the bigger picture of the machine. But before we go further, honorable mention or, or, or shout out to Natalie Portman for getting freaking jacked for Thor. Have you seen the set photos of Natalie Portman's no, arms? Uh-uh. Google that. We're going to take a minute to appreciate Natalie Portman's arms. Go for that. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. We're, we're going to put a commercial break in there anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Wait. <laughs> start like, telling people what you weigh the gym is. I mean, yeah, good she for got, her. Like, Jack jacked. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. I'm excited to see what she does because she seemed all checked out of the MCU, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, and I don't blame her. She's a proper actress. She is a phenomenal actress. And uh, yeah, good for her. I think it's going to be an exciting role if they do kind of go with what the comics has already laid out. I'm sure they're going to differ from it a little bit, but I think it's a fun role and I think she's going to do a great job with it. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so bringing it back. um, Yeah. Directors are the new uh, replaceable swappable especially when the writers and and the creative team and the production team and, you know, a machine like Disney and Warner brothers, they have, everything they need they just need to put somebody's name on it 
essentially. Well, it, like Solo is a comic book movie. When I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's of that genre, and they just swapped out whatever his name was. I forgot for uh, Ron Howard. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, what is that guy's name? Christopher Miller. Yeah, yeah. and just you know, you kind of take him and, and plug and play. Of Solo. Yes. Yeah, Disney doesn't Disney doesn't do do-overs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since they're talking about making the Rise of Skywalker for Disney Plus, then they do do. They're gonna, they're talking about doing it again. Yeah. Because I I was reading that um. Like, a bunch of people signed a petition for that kind of like Game of Thrones, but I didn't think that they were doing it again. I I highly doubt that they will. Because. Kevin Fake? No. <laughs> uh, man. The dude with the Dufro that does the Mandalorian. Not oh, Kevin John Fake? Favreau. John Favreau. John, yes. Okay. So, yes. George Lucas and John Favreau. Are going to reshoot Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Huh. Somebody yeah, I... Somebody I, I'd be the inside scoop. Excited. That's I that, I think that's gonna be chalked up with my Quentin Tarantino Star Trek film where I I hope it happens, but I, I don't think it will. I would love it. And that's they did it with the Deadpool movie, right? Where yeah. they leaked the trailer or leaked screenshots. That was a screen that was that was a market test. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, that yeah. was a leak. That was done on purpose. They leaked it through their channels. They knew exactly what they're doing. And because of the response it got, that movie got greenlit because oh, yeah. of it. And maybe they'll do and I think that's part of if you're gonna try and get one of these movies made, you put the feelers out, right? Why not throw it out into the rumor mill? And if it's just blowing up, it's like you're you've already got it market tested, right? Yeah. Not Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he leaked it. Yeah, I mean the Deadpool movie? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not a leak. That's that's a market test. They yeah. I'm pretty sure I mean like it was in it was in production hell until he leaked it and it was too big not to jump on. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It was done. They're like, why don't we send this to the fans, right? Because yeah. you don't need you don't need to put it as a trailer. It's the cheapest way to do it. It's the the most efficient way to do it. You're literally going from the actor directly to the fans. You don't need to go through media outlets. You don't need to go through any of that stuff. And it's like, if it gets traction, good. It's, let's move it forward. If it doesn't, it just sits there and dies and goes where it is. And so it's just the best way. It's a sneaky underhanded way of doing it but it i but it works i think it's a good idea yeah especially in the days and i bet they even had a number in their head it's like if we get x amount of clicks on whatever it is superhero news.com if we get so many hits on youtube then it gets greenlit if it gets whatever this many instagram likes and all that stuff and i'd be surprised if they did it because it's yeah, you know. so we talked a minute ago about like how Zack Snyder got paid a billion dollars, not literally, to, to get to do his movie over, right? To get his mulligan. Mm -hmm. um, has it ever happened before? I mean, I guess Superman. 
Richard Dick yeah. Donner got to release the Donner cut of Superman. Did they 2. do re- did they do reshoots for that? Or did no, they just I mean, have so much stuff in the can. Yeah, I think it was almost done before they fired Richard Donner and then brought whoever in. they reshot for the new vision. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all of Dick Donner's stuff was was pretty much already put together, and then he kind of cobbled together his original vision back with you know some of the footage from the from the reshoots. Yeah, because they didn't they shoot a ton of stuff with um, Marlon Brando. Yeah, well, those films, I think they filmed Superman and Superman 2 congruently, if not back-to-back. Yes. No, no, they, yeah. they filmed them at the same time. At, yeah, so yeah. Um, so they had... Because the, uh, the, the production company, was it was going to be cheaper that way. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get Christopher Reeves in that costume again for... <laughs> Unless Richard Pryor's on board. <laughs> well, well, no, he. I think in that in the first movie, Christopher Reeves has like third billing, or like fourth billing. Is it is it Brando and then who? Hackman? Brando, Gene Hackman, and Brando then, Hackman, and then, and then Christopher Reeves. Yeah, it isn't until the third movie where he gets top billing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that nuts? Like. Superman. <laughs> also. <laughs> With Christopher Reeves, Margot yeah, yes. Kidder, <laughs> yes. and, and Margot Kidder too. I mean, she was kind of a big deal in the seventies. So yeah, she might have been. She might have been above Christopher Reeves. I don't know. I think I know for a fact that he was below Hackman and and Brand. Brand, <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. What a time. And he's so good. He's so good. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I because I don't even think that's a full on Mulligan. I think that's a re edit. Right. So I don't know if anyone has gotten a mulligan in a film. Like, that's what I'm like. This is crazy. It's insane. And it just shows the power of the Internet, right, of fandom. And it's I it's it. That's a, a dangerous game to play, you know, giving the baby their bottle. And. Blade Runner. But again, Blade Runner was a re but, was a re edit, not a re not a yeah. do over. They didn't film the film again for Blade Runner. And same with like Apocalypse Now. Right. Like the original cut. The original cut was like three and a half hours long that they sent to can and then they whittled it down to like two hours or like yeah, and, and those films were the same direct well, with the, Superman being the exception right Dick Donner and, and what's his name Spengler Lester yeah John Lester whatever his name was um, but like with Blade Runner it's always been Ridley's yes. baby right he didn't mm-hmm. have to hand it off to somebody else to get done over yeah um, so it's it's a weird kind of place where it's like you're fired you know, okay, well, we're still taking your movie and we're not going to put your name on it, but we're going to shoot a bunch of stuff over. And then, okay, well, this guy's going to, you know, oh, we just entered into this contract with HBO. Really? Cool. You can kind of, you know, back channel with HBO. Hey, you guys have a Warner Brothers contract. Why don't you let me make my movie? (laughs) It just makes makes me think we live in this like anti-bullying culture, like where if you're a bully, it's the worst thing ever. Like it's, you know, if you're labeled a bully, it's terrible. But that's what the internet did was they bullied, they bullied him into making this, right? Release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut, blah, 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 all this stuff. That's all they did was they bullied Warner Brothers and by proxy HBO into into letting Zack Snyder making it over again. Oh my God, we're gonna we're gonna bully you into giving you a bunch of money. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's no, they that they didn't say that. They they don't have to buy the tickets. We don't know how much money how much that movie actually made. Oh, that's true. I mean, streaming services and subscription value. Yeah, it's hard to. It wouldn't be the first time nerds asked for something. I'm looking at you, Powerpuff Girls. Uh, (laughs) But and then it didn't. No money came from it. It's like, yeah, we want this movie. Well, we need to make money on it, right? Like, 
there's so many of make these, it yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, there's so many of these properties that that we clamor for, and then they end up being flops. Like even Dread, I don't think did great initially, and then kind of gained traction on the back end, and now it it is in nerd history is you know the one that sneaks in everybody's top ten list of favorite. But there are so many. I mean. Howard the Duck, were we clamoring for that? Or maybe that was, but yeah, there's but you so can't, many. You, you, can't, you can't let George Lucas films give you an, a, a yay or nay on, on, on popularity and appeal, right? George Lucas makes whatever he wants. And so I think Howard the Duck, is, is that falls squarely in the George Lucas wanted this movie camp. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Yep, sure did. <laughs> Wait, skipped over what? Judge Dredd's motorcycle. Yeah, it's kind—it's of, cool-ish, but not compared to Ghost Rider, yeah. Hell Cycle, and then Lobos. Yeah, I'd take Kal-El's, Kal-El's police what's, bike and Godfall. What's over the Judge turning Dredd. radius on that thing? Like, it's got that huge front end. Like, it, that's worse than my Dodge Stratus. Like, that <laughs> like, uh, not that the Camaro turns much better. But you, no, no, it's true. No, no, the, the Fantastic Four that everyone, I'm just thinking of movies that we clamored for that were terrible and didn't make money. Yeah. So it's, you know, they don't have to give the baby their bottle, but. Yeah, but but we clamor for a Fantastic Four that, movie, but we don't want them to make a crappy Fantastic Four movie. We know well, how good I, the source material can be. But we had no idea if the, if the Snyder Cut was going to be good. There were all these rumors that well this is what happened and those don't always turn out to be true right like yeah. in some but in in different versions of the script like well the green draft is completely different than the pink draft which is different than the blue draft and so on and so forth yeah that's and true so you know uh what's his name um the did terminator uh james yeah james cameron yeah james cameron wrote a spider-man script and he's like he bangs Mary Jane in like a spider web and all this stuff. And there's a bunch <laughs> of weird stuff. And it's like, you know, that stuff is in there too, but you don't, you, yeah. like you talk about the good stuff. Like, like they, there could have been a scene where Superman is banging Wonder Woman in the invisible jet and the entire world sees. And like, it's a complete, but that stuff, they didn't talk about that in the Snyder cut. Yeah. Well, so you never know. You just hear the good stuff. And well, and, to be, to be fair though, the, the kind of TNA, that's more Joss Whedon's wheelhouse than Zack Snyder. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. That's it's a good, TNA is always a good place to kind of wrap this up. <laughs> All right. What do you guys think? Um, did we miss anything? Um, which cuts of these movies did you like better? I don't know. Um, well, obviously, I mean, the Snyder cut Superman here, Snyder but did anybody cut, yeah. like the original cut of Superman 2 more than the Donner cut? Who knows? Let us know. Uh, send us an email, like, follow, subscribe, all those things. Keep an ear out for your favorite uh, podcast people, and if it's not us, then it should be. No, I'm just kidding. Unless I'm not. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. If you're on Facebook and Reddit, we appreciate you so much. Um, coming back at you next week for the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. My name is Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. And we will definitely, definitely catch you guys next time. Adios.